0: When people who live in Corpus Christi are asked to describe Corpus Christi, they often talk about the potholes and seemingly endless construction, the mosquitoes and the humid air. They might even mention the way our tap water shimmers under light from time to time. But if you ask a visitor to describe Corpus Christi, what do they say? They talk about our coastlines, the USS Lexington, and Ocean Drive. They might even know that Corpus Christi is officially the birdiest city in America. The point is that the longer someone stays in Corpus Christi, the more likely they are to overlook the city's good side and instead dwell on the fact that it isn't Dallas, or Houston, or San Antonio, or Austin. But what rarely gets noticed by anyone I speak to is nestled in Corpus Christi's south side along the Oso River, and it has a beginning in 2008. I spoke to Sarah Jose, manager at the Oso Bay Wetlands Preserve and Learning Center here in Corpus Christi, to better understand her work and how she plays a role in giving locals a place where they can get away from all the concrete. In town without driving over a bridge. Welcome to South Texas Stories. My name is James Hurst.
1: So, the Osa Bay Wetlands Preserve is a municipal nature center. So, all of our staff here work for the city of Corpus Christi. They are in the Parks and Recreation Department. It's a 162 acre nature area where our public is welcome to come out recreate, dog walk, jog, just take a walk, bird watch, nature photography, play on the playgrounds, come into the Learning Center and explore. The city started buying property in 2008. Prior to that, there was a Oso Bay, Oso Creek Greenbelt Conservation Awareness Plan. Basically, the city just sort of put into writing, we know the city needs recreational access to Oso Creek and Oso Bay. So as opportunities either set aside land or purchase land come up, they wanted to make sure the entire waterway did not get developed. There was going to be some sort of public access. And so when the three properties that are here at the Wetlands Preserve became available, um, they purchased it and then eventually developed into the nature center that most people who visited would see today.
0: Sarah grew up in the suburbs of San Antonio and from a young age developed a love for the outdoors.
1: Yeah, I don't sort know. Of outside itself was a hobby, but more just a good background to a lot of things I did. My dad golfs, so he would golf often in the field behind our house and there was a playground there. So I'd be at the playground, he'd be golfing. Together we would go to putt-putt or a three-par course instead spend time outside. Even when my mom was around working, she worked retail, so he would take me to a park on the weekends for picnics. So outside was just kind of where we did things. Graduated um, high school from Converse Judson High School and then went to college at Texas A&M Galveston. Majored in marine biology because really thought I was going to be a shark person, shark researcher. Watched a lot of Shark Week as a kid. Finished that degree, realized I enjoyed telling people about science cutting edge and being involved in the more educational aspects. And so later I went on and got a master's from Texas Tech University in informal science education. So most of us are a part of a formal education system, whether we realize it or not. If you went to a K-12 school, if you went to a university, that's what we consider formal education. In the classroom is most of us picture it. If someone says they're a teacher, you probably picture a formal educator. Informal is anything what we call out of the classroom. So nature centers, museums, aquariums, zoos, nature preschools. There's lots of other places education happens. And so those are usually informal. Sometimes the term is also free choice learning, so whether you can choose to be there or not.
0: Informal science education, or the learning that happens outside of a classroom. For Sarah, the discipline became a passion.
1: The marine sciences and the ocean have fascinated me from a very young age. So in eighth grade, we had to do a project of research a potential major in a potential university. That's actually when I discovered AM m Galveston did apply and looked at some other campuses that kind of was on that track and had that as a plan. And then probably my sophomore or junior year of college was when I realized education may be where I was being drawn to. A&M Galveston is a direct part of College Station, so you can't get a double major in education while you're doing marine biology without moving to College Station. Didn't really want to be in school longer. So when I left, I took an internship that was partially helping take care of an aquarium and partially teaching to kind of figure out what I wanted to do next, and kind of cement it that the education side more than maybe the animal care side was what I was really passionate about.
0: Sarah's first professional role after graduating college was an internship at the University of Georgia. Her first full-time role was here in Corpus Christi, where she worked for the Coastal Bend Bays and Estuaries program
1: that an internship and it was a year long. It's now a fellowship at the University of Georgia's Marine Education Center and Aquarium in Savannah, Georgia. So it's a year-long program. They usually take four interns or fellows and they work their way through caring for the aquarium, teaching their school year programs, and then teaching summer camp. My first sort of full-time job after that permanent was here in the Corpus Christi area. I worked for the Coastal Bend Bays and Estuaries Program. And I was an educator at their Nueces Delta Preserve. So when I first came over to work at the Oso Bay Wetlands Preserve, I came as our recreation coordinator. I did not come. I got hired under a previous preserve manager, but that was the only other organization I worked for before I came to work for the city.
0: Although Sarah is the manager here at the Oso Bay Wetlands Preserve and Learning Center, the work she does goes far beyond administrative duties. She ensures that the preserve is kept in a state of natural growth, despite being located very near to Corpus Christi's suburban neighborhoods. She says that they serve...
1: k to gray from our youngest visitors all the way to our oldest in our community. We have both an education and a recreation program team. We have educational programs for as young as three. Our Growing Up Wild program is a preschool program where we start to get toddlers and their parents just used to being outside and exploring. Some people have that fear of bugs or the fear of creepy crawlies. And they just want to get them used to saying, it's okay to be outside and watch this ant climb around and um, see what it does. And we don't need to pick it up necessarily, but we can watch it. Um, To as you mentioned, our school field trips and our homeschool days that we do for both our formal and our homeschool audience, up to our lecture series and wetlands workshops where we invite adults in to dig deeper into certain topics. And then on our recreation side, we've done everything from have a 5K. You know, we, we want safe places to run. You mentioned when you and I first met that you've run out here, right? One wants to get run over by yes. a car. We want to look at enjoyable things. We've done yoga out here. We've done some ukulele wow. lessons out here. We have birthday parties. And so, again, what we want is our community to understand that this is a space they can enjoy by saying, I really like running through these things and maybe seeing some birds while I'm running versus Running in my neighborhood and having to worry about being hit by a car. We all of a sudden you're valuing that natural space, whether you can name the birds and plants you ran by or not. And so we try to offer that diversity. Nothing again that's going to go against our mission statement of preserving the habitat, but it's pretty easy to say when we say we want you to understand why it's important the space is here that you be able to do lots of things here.
0: What makes a nature preserve like this one so unique is its location in the Central Flyway. Twice a year, billions of birds migrate vast distances across the globe. Typically, these journeys follow a predominantly north-south axis, linking breeding grounds in Arctic and temperate regions with non-breeding sites in temperate and tropical areas many species migrate along broadly similar, well-established routes known as flyways.
1: So Cruci is really uniquely located in what's called the Central Flyway. Most people who look at birds and bird migration in the U.S. think of us as having three flyways. Most of our birds all migrate from Central and South America You know, to the northern latitudes. They go north in the spring, spend their summers wherever their appropriate habitat is breeding. And then return south this time of year, fall, spend the winter at the lower latitudes. So we're in the central. Birds don't love to fly over mountains. They're more than capable of it. But obviously, the more altitude they can save, the better. And so if you picture the country as a funnel, Corpus Christi is right there at the bottom of it. Before you get to the Gulf, you know, we have water on the one side. And the mountains of Mexico, on the grand sense of the scale, are not that far away. And so it kind of helps funnel. We're also really lucky to have several different habitat types. Again, we just mentioned we're right next to the Gulf. We have marshes, but we have thorn scrub. We have urban area. And so corpus really can encompass these different habitat types in a relatively small space. So about 600 species in a normal year are seen in Texas. There are more that have been documented rarities and the birds who quote unquote get lost. Here at the preserve, we've documented 277 of those about 600 regular species of birds. Again, even here, there's a microcosm of that. We've got some prairie, we've got some open bayfront, we have plenty of healthy thorn scrub, we have the urban building and next to the neighborhood. And so you can get a lot more than you might if you had only one habitat type and then benefited by where we are on the globe, being sort of subtropical and in that flyway.
0: If you have not taken the time to get out here, you are missing out. The Oso Bay Wetlands Preserve and Learning Center is open and ready to welcome you into the wild Tuesday through Saturday, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. And the outdoor grounds are open from sunup to sundown. Much of Corpus Christi is urban. It is industrialized. But there are people who make it their duty to offer something different. So get your sunscreen, get your mosquito repellent, pack an extra pair of socks, and I'll see you on the trails. As part of the South Texas Stories series, this has been Corpus Christi, A City for the Birds, by James Hurst. For information regarding migratory birds and flyaways, thank you to BirdLife International. For music, thank you to K4000. Finally, thank you to Sarah Jose, manager at the Oso Bay Wetlands Preserve and Learning Center in Corpus Christi, Texas.